Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Nobody, No Problem. I'm Kristen. And I'm Katie. And it is... It's Tuesday. Is it? I was going to say Wednesday. <laughs> Wait, what day? It is it's Tuesday. Tuesday. It's, it's Tuesday. Tuesday. It is. Um, we are doing this today because uh, somebody is going on vacation. It's not me. I'm sad. It's me, bitches. <laughs> I'm piecing out of here. She's about to go skiing in Cali Roddy. So, and that means I'm going to come back with two broken ankles <laughs> and an arm. I have the utmost faith that you will crush it. You shall crush it. I don't know why. I don't know why you have that faith in me. <laughs> I would pay good money. Maybe we'll post some funny pictures of Katie and her skis in Colorado. Oh, my God. No. no, you know what? I'll end up getting houses. Picture me drinking in the lodge. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Just, Just in really with the hottie toddy. Really awesome snow gear. Like, you're going to look so hot. I am excited to actually <laughs> take a picture in snow gear and look like I know what I'm doing, but the Reality. videos of me going a down a mountain would look something like... Tasmanian devil-ish? Sure, or just a bunch of somersaults and then skis fly like up in the air. Looney Tunes, where yep. it's like you yep. eventually turn into a giant snowball yourself. <laughs> I'm going to be the person that screams all the way down the mountain and then get to the bottom and be like, all right, let's do it again. Just casually walk away. <laughs> just walk directly oh, into the bar. Can you guys hear me? My bad. No, you know what I imagine you doing is... And like every ski movie there ever was, there was always that person that put their skis up and then knocked everybody else's skis over and yep. everybody turns around and looks at you. That'll <laughs> be me. That's Katie. And I'll still casually walk into the bar. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck your skis. Well, I'll buy everybody around. Seriously. Fuck your skis. Not buying everyone around. <laughs> pick them up yourself. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I would definitely pick them up, but... Yes. Yeah, I could so, see that happening. I could definitely see that happening. It's making me laugh in my head. But she is going on vacation this week, and we are a little behind since the holidays and whatnot. So what we're going to do today is we are going to give you a little mini-sode that we promised we were going to do. Um, we're going to follow up with um, the awful human pieces of fucking trash that were involved in the murder of Sylvia Likens. So if you haven't listened to the original Sylvia Likens episode, um, we suggest that you do. Obviously, you won't understand what's happening in this one because this is recapping um, the story and it will go over what happened with everybody individually involved in the murder. So it's episode three. I would go back and take a listen. Yep. It'll a little a, shorter, a little different. A short but, one, but mm-hmm. we wanted to follow up. We said we wanted to follow up because there was so much more to the story with like in regards to who was sentenced and then what I mean they were all pretty young so like, they were all minor so essentially with their life they're all fucking out of prison which is absolutely disgusting but I mean I get it they were all kids and they were influenced by Miss Trunchbull um, but we will get back to the regular full-length stories um, the following week when Katie is back and casts <laughs> In cast, yeah. On crutches. Wheelchair. I don't know. Maybe I'll just stuck in, I'll be stuck in a bed for the rest of my life. I, we don't know what well, my brain is going to Good thing laptops and microphones are portable. Okay. We're covered. <laughs> the podcast will live on even if my Katie's body doesn't. a paraplegic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be okay. <laughs> All right. So, um, I'm going to do... Uh, 
quick recap of Sylvia Likens murder just in case someone didn't listen to the previous episode and it's been a few cheers mate <laughs> it's not a white cloud this time it's a bud light but still I'm taking my bud, bud lattes today mm-hmm. kicking it old school and it was the first time I ever did that because I'm a hard liquor drinker and she is not so normally I have a cup it made me proud mm, cheers Trixie poos alright so quick recap Sylvia Likens is born January 3rd, 1949. Her parents worked for carnivals. So over one summer in 1965, when she's 16 years old, her and her sister, Jenny, who is polio, go to live with Gertrude Beniswithki. And I'm guessing that's how it's pronounced a- because last time I sounded like a complete ben- idiot. Beniswithki? It would be Beniz- Benizuski. Benazuski? Benazuski would be close. Benazuski. It would end with a ski. Honestly, I think I gave it a pretty valiant effort. I'm still just going to say B for short because I just can't. Because she's a. Keep doing this. Miss Trunchbull. Yeah, we find out she is a monster. So, along with Gertrude, um, they move in and live with Gertrude's children Paula, Stephanie, John, Marie, Shirley, James, and and Dennis Lee Wright Jr. And I'll go over the ages as we go through each one. Okay. But the abuse starts soon after her father misses the first weekly payment to Gertrude. Um, tons of emotional abuse where she's called a prostitute and a whore. They use paddles, belts. They use fists. They use pretty much anything at hand. Yeah, pretty much. Um, they keep them... From eating good food, they force her to eat bad food. And I don't know if I included this in the original episode, but they actually forced her to eat feces at one point. And her own throw-up. So And her own... Um, Real classy people. They cut her, they burnt her with lit cigarettes. What did you call that? Judo sessions. And they would just throw her against a wall. Yep. The, the kids would have judo sessions with her body, essentially. Just... Mm-hmm. Like she was a fucking ragdoll. Correct. Way escalated by October. She's being denied access to the bathroom. She gets locked up naked in the basement because she's using the bathroom on herself. Like, what else do you do? You gotta So, go. yeah, like we said, she became incontinent because the abuse was so bad. Right. Um, there's sexual abuse. Uh, the neighborhood kids are charged five cents to come see her and take their turn beating on her. Rubbing salt in her wounds, literally. Gertrude and Paula together carve on her abdomen with a heated needle. I'm a prostitute, I'm proud of it. And then she's also branded by one of the neighborhood boys and 10-year-old Shirley at the time, um, an S under her breast. I because they're awful. so she sees that it's coming to an end that they're talking, like she's getting bad. And they know that she just kind of needs to disappear. So she attempts to escape, doesn't get away. October 26th, she eventually ends up passing away. R.I.P. R.I.P. for real. Um, within the hour after an angel, them calling the police. Gertrude, Paula, Stephanie, and John B. Jr. are all arrested, um, 
and her sister Jenny, who had moved there with her and was able to escape most of the beatings, um, tells everything to the police. So that's, in a nutshell, what happened. Um, so I said I said a lot of the things in the original episode what happened to Gertrude and Paula, but I'll just kind of touch on them again. May 19th, 1966, Gertrude is found guilty of first-degree murder, and she's sentenced to life in prison. There ends up being a retrial in 1971. Gertrude is again convicted of first-degree murder, and again, sentenced to life in prison. Do you think that she was like, you know what's going to happen? I'm going to get out of this. <laughs> when she went to retrial? Like, I can't imagine. I mean, you're sentenced to life in prison. Why Why not try again? What if you get lucky? What if you don't? Because you're a piece of shit and everyone can see through that. So, December 4th, 1985, Gertrude is paroled from prison after serving 20 years. <laughs> 20 years. It actually caused a huge uproar by Indi- um, uproar with Indiana residents. and Why would it not? Of- that woman should have fucking rotted in a hole. Right. The same way she allowed Sylvia to do. Right. Till the day she died. What caused a huge uproar with Indiana residents, and actually just across the country, and there were a couple anti-crime groups that came, traveled to Indiana, and between residents and these anti-crime groups, they collected over 40,000 signatures demanding that she be kept in jail for life, which obviously did not happen because she was paroled. So she moved to Iowa. She changed her name to Nadine Van Fossen. She lived quietly until her death on June 16, 1990. She was 61 years old. She never took responsibility. She kept claiming because of how sick she was and all the drugs she was on, she didn't remember. Fuck you. So she said the entire... Up until her death, she was never took June to October. So that's what? Four months, five months? I can do math. She didn't remember a single thing. And she got to leave prison and finish out her life peacefully. Well, that was in 1990. So that's a full five and a half years later. No, no, no. I mean from when the time Sylvia got to her and the time Sylvia died. Um, It was in the same year. So it was June to October. It was from June to October. So five months? June, July, August, September, October. Five months, exactly. She doesn't remember one single thing that she did to her. Apparently not. Which, obviously, we know is bullshit, but... Oh, and then she got to, like I said, quietly leave prison and live her life quietly and die fucking alone. Yes. Hopefully in a ton of pain. I think she had lung cancer, so yeah, probably. Lung cancer would do that to you. I hope she fucking choked on her own blood. She probably did. All right, so that was Gertrude's story. Um, Paula, again, just touch on, I talked a little bit about this. Um, She was also convicted in the original trial. She was uh, found guilty of second-degree murder. In the retrial, she was sentenced to serve a term of 2 to 24 years, or 2 to 21 years, sorry. Um, She was released in December 1972. She came out and changed her name to Paula Pace after serving her seven years. She only served seven fucking years seven in years. prison. Uh, she worked as a school counselor at the, listen to the name of this school district, because I was like, can we just shorten this? At the Iowa Beeman Conrad Liscombe Union Witten School District. <laughs> she, 
she worked as a school counselor for 14 years. That sounds like a really dry, like, that sounds like it's something that much. would be in the office. It's or, too much. Or in, like, Parks and Rec, it would be involved in Eagleton. Because it sounds right? like a rich fucking Just bougie stop. bullshit. Just like, stop. cut it with the names. We get it. You're important. Right. So in 2012, the school gets this anonymous tip that she is actually Paula B., and they began to research into it, found out she lied on her application. They confronted her. She admitted to it, and then she got fired because she go. lied for the application. Good. Well, that's because, I mean, you could lie, like, what did she mean lied on her application? That she was... She did had no history, right. like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Criminal history. Criminal history or background or whatever. Right. Okay. So... She's still alive. She's off the grid. The last we heard, she was living in a small town in Iowa, married with two children. Now, remember, at the time that she was tried, she was pregnant and gave birth. Remember that whole time she was pregnant when they were living with them? Like, she got pregnant right when they started Wait, she with was them. still pregnant? At the time of the trial, yeah. She Wait, gave so birth. What, wasn't she pregnant when uh, Sylvia moved in with them? Yes. Well, yeah, she had to have been because I'm sure that trial was expedited because of, like, the grandeur of it all. Right, because in 1965, the summer of 1965 was when Sylvia and Jenny went to live with them. They were convicted in 1966. So she was pregnant and had a baby. She actually gave it up for adoption. Okay. So that's her little story. We don't know what she's up to right now. She went off the grid. If for some reason you listen to this, you're the worst. Yep. That's what I just said. So, Stephanie B., at the time of all this happening, was 15 years old. Her initial charges were dropped because she testified against her family. (laughs) Which naturally... And not that she thought that they were... That, like, she didn't do anything. She did stuff. She was just the smart one that was like, fuck this shit. I'm throwing everyone under the bus. Yeah. I I mean, I don't... I personally don't know if I would ever do that. But at the same time, like... She saved her skin. Yeah, but at the same time, that bitch deserved to fucking serve time in prison because she etched a giant S under a tortured and dying oh, girl's... she branded her. She Brand- well, yes, she I shouldn't branded. say etched. She etched with... Branded her with a fucking needle. That... that You know what they, you call that? A fucking sociopath. Well, I mean, no one's... No one's and she's uh, 15 years old, so she knows better. That. I guess I can't right. say that because you're so, not completely developed. But So they dropped the charges. May 26, 1996, prosecutors resubmitted their case against her before a grand jury, but nothing came of it. So basically they could have decided at that point if they wanted to retry her on her own, but they just didn't. She should have at least gotten assault, I'm just saying. Well, she chose a new name. She became a school teacher, which honestly, how all these people are going working to with children. children what is the fuck? Um, don't know her new name. I couldn't find it anywhere. She, I did hear, I did find that she was supposedly married with several children, and she lives in Florida. She's still alive. That's all I got. Do you think that she cared at all? I don't know. I'm not in her brain. But you know I mean, what? I, like in an she honest, sounds like a psycho. So no. And 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 then it's like she is teaching fucking school children. I just don't understand. Yeah, I don't. I, know. I just fun. don't understand how you could physically move on with yourself and live a normal life. Like she clearly went to college. 
Like, I, I, I mean, she's a school teacher. At this point, you have to. How in the know. fuck do you just, like, forget it? Do you, like, skirt it under a rug? Do you fucking... I, honestly, I don't even want to know. You know what I mean? Because so she very I clearly want to know. does not give a fuck. Um, all right, so that's her story. John B. Jr., who was 13 at the time... Uh, started going by the alias of John Blake. Did he participate? John Blake. He did. Um, he actually ended up becoming a lay minister, counseling children with divorced parents, and becoming super active in the church. You've got to be fucking kidding he me. He was actually the only one of them that actually came out and made statements and was remorseful about it. He found God, and it turned his life around. It did. Well, as far as we can tell. Well, I he, if he's going to do that, I mean, I don't. You can't tell if he really felt it or not. No, it sounds like it sounded like he actually meant it. Well, I'm so asking, you can. See, I'm gonna carry that good vibe with me. Made several statements saying that they all should have received harsher punishment punishments. That what they did was wrong. Da 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 da. Lives a life in the church. Um, has children with Lois. And um, on May 19, 2005, he dies from diabetes at the age of 52. Oh, man, he was young. Just before uh, their 30-year anniversary. See, that sounds like if there was anybody that was remorseful, it's definitely him. Correct. I feel like he, to be able to come out in front of, like, a congregation of people, I mean, like, this is who I was. This mm-hmm. is what I was, uh, like, part- I know that he... I'm not really sure how much he partaken because how old was he? Was ten, eleven? He was thirteen. He was thirteen. And no, he okay. did partake. He did like a lot. Not as much as Paula did, but enough. Enough. Yeah. So, but I feel like to go in front of a congregation of people and say I am this person yeah, and I you don't am have a, to do that. You no, know, you don't. You don't have to do that. They never fucking I mean, did. I'll, I'll go with it. They're I mean, just. I hope. I hope that was the case, because that would be a good thing. They're just trying to forget, and he is like, I will not forget this, because I did this, and and honestly, the person whom I did this to deserves to be remembered as well. Right. So that's that's John Jr.'s story. He seems to have found himself, or we hope, anyway. I don't know. So three of the younger ones, Marie, who was 11, Shirley, who was 10, and James, who were 8, they all went to live with separate foster families. Um, Marie was the only child of that family to cry on the stand during questioning at trial. So there's a little bit of remorse, or I don't know, she could have been scared. I yeah, but really also... I, I wasn't there. She was... I'm sorry, you said Shirley was... Shirley was 10. Yeah, dude. No, but that was Marie. Marie was 11. Um, but still, like, you're 11. You don't understand what's really going on. I, I guess you kind of... been scared. You but, have a concept of it, but I feel like she was probably terrified of everything. Sure. Like, stand and the fact that, like, this... I, I don't know. Right. Because well, well, so, she wasn't involved much, was she? I don't... I have to remember the story. Uh, she was a little bit. The rest of your siblings are doing it. You're well, at that... 11 years old. You're at that age where you're like, shit. What do I do? Right. So anyway, Marie dies of natural causes on June 8th, 2017. She was 62 years old. Now, Shirley and James, who also went to foster families, 
they were young enough. Shirley was 10, James was 8. Yeah, I couldn't eight. find jack shit on them. They just disappeared. And well, you know what? Good riddance. Because why would you want... They, and I don't think they were involved. I think they were too young to be involved. The very uh, the youngest child, Dennis Lee Wright Jr., who was a year old at the time. Yeah, obviously he was not involved. He probably doesn't remember anything about it. Not a thing. Um, he was actually adopted by someone else, and this family changed his name. It was the White family. They changed his name to Denny Lee White. The only other thing I could find on him is that he died on February 5th, 2012, at the age of 47. Jeez. Couldn't even figure out why. Wow, they all died really young. Yes, this is... Not a family that grows super old. Okay, so Richard Hobbs, remember that name? He um, oh, he's he was a the neighbor. neighbor boy. The, yes. Mm-hmm. He was a neighbor. So I said in the full episode, he had served less than two years in the Indiana Reformatory because he was a minor. <laughs> February twenty seventh, nineteen sixty eight. He was left out, or he was let out on patrol. Oh, <laughs> and they made him a police officer. It's Tuesday. I'm tired. He's let out on on parole. Oh yeah. Fucking four years later, January second, nineteen seventy two. Kid dies from lung cancer. I mean, not mad about it. He was kind of highly involved, but I just thought it was so crazy at twenty one years old. Yeah, you know what I call that? Karma. Maybe you should. I don't know. Not beat the living shit out of people. Maybe. Or what did he was he was the one who was involved in um carving I'm a prostitute and proud of it on her stomach, right? No, I think he did the branding. Yeah, that's what I meant. The branding. No, the S is the branding. The carving was the I'm a prostitute with the needle. Yeah, but wasn't that him? No, that was Gertrude and Paula. But Actually, he might have come in and done Right, that I was too. like, he, they, he, she got, Gertrude got fucking tired because of her fucking Well, yeah, asthma. and then Paula stepped in, but Hobbs might have also. Helped. I thought it was her and. I'm the worst, I should have this. Well, and then Sh- Shirley was the other one who finished the ass, right? That's why we thought that she put an ass on her chest. Yeah, so Shirley was For the Shirley. one that was She's also in. a monster, but. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So that's his story. Dude's dead AF. So, Coy Hubbard, who was Stephanie's boyfriend... Fuck this asshole. Yeah, he's awful. Served less than two years, also, in the Indiana Reformatory. He stayed in Indiana. He didn't change his name. And for his entire adult life, he was in and out of prison. Yeah, sounds about right. In 1997, he was charged... For the murders of two young men, but eventually was acquitted. So, he was fired from his job after the premiere of the movie An American Crime, which was based on Sylvia Likens' story. I have seen it. I have not seen it, so today when I was putting this together, I'm like, fuck, I think I'm going to have to watch that tonight. Yeah, it's good. And cry myself to sleep. Yeah, well, it's uh, uh, not, not an and easy I'll talk. Story. I'm going to talk about the movie, too. But um, So he's fired from his job shortly after the premiere, which was in January 2007. That June 23rd, he dies from a heart attack at the age of 56. So, again, not Cut a up. long lifespan there. For real. I mean, a lot. I mean, really, I, I don't think anyone's lived above 60. Nope. Oh, no, well, except, for the, except for the... Except for... 
John Jr. No, no, no. Gertrude died at 61. Oh, yeah. Fuck her. And John died, or, uh... No, he was Marie. 62. Marie died at 62. Okay. Anyways. <clears throat> so, Jenny Likens, Sylvia's sister, who had polio that lived with them mm-hmm. for that summer, she ends up getting married to Leonard Wade, and they have two children. And they lived in Beach Grove, Indiana. On June 23rd, 2004, she dies of a heart attack at the age of 54 years old. Dude, for real. It's just, I mean, you make it halfway to 100 and... Right? Shit. Um, I will say that I read she did not place any blame on her parents for what happened. Her parents just trusted that Gertrude, who seemed like a decent person somehow... We're going to take care of them. So, I mean, it sounds like she made peace, which makes me feel good. I understand the forgiving part because I think that that would fester for a long time. But there is no way in fucking hell that you would ever drop your kid off somewhere and say, take care of them and show up twice. In the five months they were there? I mean, also remember, it's 65. That still doesn't matter. It's your child. It's a different time. We don't know. We weren't there. 65 or not, that's your child. Listen, I'm not here to sit and place blame. I'm just it's trying clearly to not Jenny's fault, down. but honestly, I and I will never victim blame because obviously she went through a lot as well. But as a parent... Are you fucking kidding me? And I know we talked about her sister, too, who showed up every once in a while, and her sister didn't even fucking reach out to them. Yes, she and did. And say, hey, something's going on. You need to get here. Yes, and I actually read, and I don't know if I read this before or after the original episode, and I don't know if it's correct, and I couldn't tell you where I read it from because I was all over the interne- interwebs today, but it, I read today that she actually did call a social worker because she was concerned, but... Gertrude wouldn't let her in the house. So I I don't know. I mean, there could have been a valiant effort, but at the end of the day, like we said, if that was our sister in the house, I would fucking drive my car through the front fucking window. The front fucking door. Jenny was thankfully able to go on and live. And live a good life. A good it life. sounds like it, which, thank um, God, man. The house that was at 3850 East New York Street, where all of this happened, became vacant for many years after the um, arrests and eventually becomes super rundown. April 23rd, 2009, it gets demolished and it is now a church parking lot. Well, if it had to be anything. (laughs) I mean, just know that there's a ghost living there. No shit. Remember your church? That shit was haunted. That shit was haunted. It was not. Dude, there were some creepy-ass times we had in there. That's true. Could have been the drugs, though. (laughs) (laughs) We weren't allowed. We weren't on drugs. Or were we? I'm just kidding. Or were we? Dad, if you're listening, I was not on drugs in church. We were never on drugs. We didn't do that. All right. So... I just wanted to hit on that movie, An American Crime. Ellen Page starred as Sylvia. She was great. Catherine Keener starred as Gertrude. 
James Franco starred as a character that I did not even know who the fuck's name that was. So I think they might have just kind of... Made him up. Made a couple extra characters to make the movie good, which, I mean... Why? Well, it's... You have enough characters, it was the entire fucking neighborhood. It's it's the movie business. We're not in it. It is. There's a reason for that. It was nominated for Gold Globe a Primetime Emmy, and a Writers Guild of America Award, which question made me question it because I'm like, no one wrote this. This shit happened. Let's give this award to Gertrude for being a piece of shit. <laughs> no, she gets no rewards. She should just get her grave peed on a lot. So someone That's do fine. that. I've peed in a graveyard before. It's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that's Hopefully not on a grave. No, not on a grave. I'm not an awful human being. Well, she deserves like it. by a tree. Yeah. Anyway. So that's just a basic wrap-up of what happened to all the people involved. My sources were Wikipedia, IndianapolisMonthly.com, and Genie.com. Yeah. I mean... Shit. Was crazy. We definitely wanted to go through all this stuff though because um, there's so much. Well, and this case involved so many people, and it was a very sad. Well, there were also, for the record, there were um, a couple other neighborhood kids that were initially charged, but charges were dropped. So I didn't go into that because it's just like. Well, there had to have been. I mean. We didn't need to go into information overload if they weren't significant. But well, other yeah, people were charged and then they ended up getting dropped. I mean, again, there had to have been. This, it was insane. That was just, this case is just one of the saddest. Mm-hmm. Things I think I've ever heard and the amount of people that failed this. Like, I understand the social worker thing, but like you said, I would drive my motherfucking car through that front fucking window because I don't give a shit what some weird lady who's not related to me says about my family. It sounded like what her sister was worried about. I think her name was Diane. Um, Oh, oh, I can tell you a story about her. Oh, cool. So not that long ago, a couple of years ago. Her and her husband got reported as missing. What? And they got lost in the back roads in California. Like, back roads, I mean, like, forest, whatever. For two fucking weeks. Her husband died after the first week. You're kidding. They were surviving off shit that they had in the car, and they found her. Katie! And this is when she's, like, older. I should have... What a crazy fucking story! So, like, not only did... Wait, they got lost in the back roads... In a vehicle? Yes, in their car in California. What? Yeah. Wait, did the car, like, run out of gas? I mean, I would assume so. If they stopped driving at some point, something happened to the car. <laughs> Either ran out of gas. Were or they, they on drugs? How do you get... No, they were older. They had, like, a pie in the car. They survived a pie for two weeks. <laughs> well, she did. It's not and her funny. poor husband it's died not funny, after a week. What? <laughs> What? <laughs> I read they had a pie in the car and they had a couple she, other little things. She that they survived. survived off of. Of a pie. I mean, yeah. if you're gonna survive off something, 
Might as when well was this? Was this? Were they really old? Were they old and confused? They were older. This was not. This was a few years ago. Oh, this so was they like were very old. Fifteen or sixteen she or something. She survived off some fucking chocolate pecan pie. That's super horrible. I'm so sorry that yeah, her husband died. You laughing You're because a dick. you said it so funny. <laughs> there was a pie in the car. She survived. He obviously didn't. I'm so sorry to hear that, though. Oh, my God. That's yeah, so sad. Awful. Like, she's dealt with enough, and then they get fucking lost in the... We're, so they had... Yeah, they were much older. They were probably very confused. I was like, how do you... It's like cell phones and GPS, and, like, you can find somebody somewhere. Well, I mean, still, even in some spots, you don't get service. It sounded like they were, like, in deep forest, like, backcountry California. Like, I imagine being stuck in, like, the redwood forest and being like, where the fuck are we? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that, I mean... And it's, never coming out. It's really big. It's, why am I... Are you can't even... If you were in the redwood forest, you couldn't even climb to the top of the tree to look out and see where you are. You You're could like, not. Nope, I'm fucked. You could not. That's... Whew, that was funny for some reason, but I... Digress. I know. But it wasn't. I'm sorry to hear that. That's very sad. But that's fucking a crazy story. Yeah. It was nuts. That is a bonkers. Serious turn of events. I was like, what is this? Someone got lost. I didn't read this. And then I'm like, holy shit. This lady has been through enough. Now you drag her husband into it. Dude, that's anyone. Thank God for the pie, though. Was it her original husband, too? That had been real bad. But they stopped bringing up the pie. I don't know why that's so funny to me. I just am imagining them in like a Jeep. She's just. Can you imagine what? them in a Jeep? I imagine them in a station wagon for some reason. <laughs> oh, the wood paneled station yeah. wagon. Why? They don't make those anymore. It was like four but years ago. Really but it's really old. Yeah. I, I, the, okay, no one take this seriously. We are just making this up at this point. We like, are, yes. I don't know they what were kind not, of car they had. They were not. They probably but had like a Honda my, Civic or something very mind, practical. It's a station wagon. Yeah. With wood paneling. With the seat looking out the back. Yeah, they probably slept in there looking at the stars at night. Eating so Just making shit up. Eating Just making shit up. They're like, oh, this is romantic. Day two, they're like, I'm going to eat you. <laughs> Which one of us is giving up their bodies so the other one can live? Day two, they're all out of body. Listen, I could probably only make it to day two and I'd be like, that's it. I'm killing this motherfucker. I'm out. This fucking I'm becoming sucks. a cannibal. There's That's no it. white claws here. What the fuck? Oh, it's this not. is my hell. <laughs> well, actually, that'd be anyone's hell. But, yeah. It is like, not funny. It is a terrible thing laughing? that happened to them. But it's fucking hilarious to me right now. I don't know why. It is terrible. I'm very sorry to hear that. And if, for whatever reason... This podcast is ever successful, and she, for some reason, definitely wouldn't listen to it. She's probably like, how old are they? Like, she's old. probably like ninety now. Old. I didn't mean any offense. I just can't. I mean, picture it in your brain. You're lost in the woods with your husband of like eighty years, and the only thing you have left in the car is pie. Just one fucking apple pie. I'm sure even then, being in that situation, they weren't laughing. You dick. They definitely were not laughing, but I... Go and kill some squirrels. They're like 90. They can kill squirrels. They're just going to catnip it up and like fucking shiv a bow out of some fucking 
They don't even know how to do that. I don't know if you do some red one, just fucking start cutting shit. I don't know, eat bugs or something. Oh. I don't know. It was sad, though. It was very sad yes, to read. Yes, it was. That is very so sad. Dramatic. <clears throat> it really did, and that's very sad. And I, I, I apologize if I offended anybody. I don't mean to laugh at them. I just, there's a situation happening in my brain. I'm not wired right. We all know this by now. But it is sad. Known. Yes, I know. We've only known each other since we were four. And she stuck around for some reason. I don't know why. But... Yeah, this was great. I think that was awesome. I really wanted to know where the people ended up because yeah. I mean, I one of them. I found more information on all of them, but I mean, obviously, that's just not realistic. The younger ones are obviously like, nope. Well, right. And I it's. I am not going to be associated with this. Well, shit. and it's amazing that you found that much information on them, too, because, well, I guess not really. No. But well, if they were minors at the time, a lot of stuff is sealed till they're 18, and then. People change their names and yeah, I moves sure. out of state, and then there's there's just, like, no paper trail, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, it was a good way to wrap it up, put a little bow on it. Yeah. Yeah. For so real. that's the end of that story, and I'll never talk about it again. Yeah. Ever. I don't think anybody should talk about any of those other pieces of human trash other than Sylvia and remember her beautiful smile and her great light for while she was on this earth. Yes. R.I.P. girl. R.I.P. for real, man. For right. real. Well, that was all I had to say, so we can uh, wrap this business up. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, so that was just, it was supposed to be a mini-sode, but... Yeah, it ended up going way longer. Yeah, uh, but we hope you enjoy the follow-up and give you a little bit more insight into what happened after the fact. We will be back with, like I said, full episodes. I'll be telling my story uh, when Katie gets back from the Cali Ratu. Yeah. From breaking both her ankles and maybe an arm. Yep. Uh-huh. I mean, is there anything else? Oh, yeah. Like, subscribe, and fucking review, and all that stuff. Please. Yep, yep, yep. Please and thank you. We appreciate all your time and your listenership, and you're all awesome, and we love you. And... Yeah, we appreciate... Yeah. We do. For reals. We hope you enjoyed it, and... Uh, Follow us on Insta. Nobody dot no problem. Yep, do that. And Facebook. Give us a like and a review and a recommendation because we need those. That's pretty much it. I am Kristen. And this story was told to you today <laughs> by Katie. Twiggy Raven. <laughs> Don't give out my last name. What do you mean? Stalkers, man. Georgia Hartsark, Karen Kilgariff. God damn Marcus it. Parks, Henry Zabrowski. I still don't want them to know. Payne Lindsay. I want to remain anonymous. Yeah, she's. that's really not her name. I was lying. My name's Linda. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I am Kristen, and Katie told you this beautiful story. So have a great rest of the day. We are. Nobody, no problem. And we out. We will catch you on the flip side. Goodbye. Bye.